Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The four Fs. Freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo Five O. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. Hello there, and welcome to The Rich Solution on Mojo 50 Radio. I'm Gwen Rich, your host, your health advocate, and founder of The Rich Solution. So right here on Mojo 50 Radio, I talk about empowered health. What each one of you could do starting today to look, to feel, and live a healthier, happier, disease-free lifestyle. So today's topic is about stop going through the motions. All of you listening, this has to do with everyone. And before we get on this topic and I introduce my guest, let me talk about the disclaimer that I put out there for every show. And that's about the information on this show is for educational purposes only. So it is not intended as a substitute for the diagnosis, the treatment, or advice of a qualified licensed medical professional. So the facts are presented as information only, and in no way should anyone infer that we are practicing medicine. So seek the advice of a medical professional for proper application of this material to any specific situation. So today's topic is stop going through the motions. Let me just put a little reminder about our sponsor for The Rich Solution, and that is NoOodle, N-O-O-O-D-L-E, NoOodle.com. Use hashtag Spoonie, all caps, to get that 10% off. Okay, very important topic today. We're going to talk about how to stay competitive. Staying competitive today requires adaptability, and this is on a personal and a business level. Okay, you must compete at the speed of adaptability and adapt at the speed of learning. So staying competitive in today's business world poses a constant demand on a leader's skill and a will to adapt to change. To adapt is to be the right thing at the right time, where that thing may be a product or a service, a price, convenience, conversation, physical presence, Verbal tone, nonverbal tone, communicating that emits the solution you want to convey. So companies don't fail because of changes in the environment. They fail because their leaders are either unwilling or incapable of dealing with that change. So in fact, companies don't change. People do. That's the key. 
people do, which means to stay competitive in today's environment. It warrants not only the skill and the will to adapt to change, but also the foresight to anticipate it. However, there is a misconception about adaptability, and that is to adapt, you must alter who you are at your core. So this is simply not true. Adapting to change is what keeps us all relevant, valuable, and at the forefront of the competitive edge. So it's a leadership choice to remain current, but doing so doesn't change who you are at your core. So consider this. Of the companies listed on the Fortune 500 in 1955, this is crazy, only 61, or about 12%, remain in 2014. So that was eight years ago. So that means that 88% of the original companies either went bankrupt, merged, or fell from grace due to decreased total revenues. Less than 1% of companies actually make Fortune 500 which means those that do are the best at what they do. In fact, on another Forbes article, it highlighted that 50 years ago, the life expectancy of a firm in the Fortune 500 was around 75 years. So today, guess what that number is? It is less than 15 years and declining. So unfortunately, one of the reasons companies plummet isn't because they fail to strive for better, but because they don't ask themselves the right questions and or are unwilling to implement the solution. So as a result, they don't evolve. Adaptability, excuse me, is so important. In today's mobile first world where unexpected change is the flavor of the day, every day, right? Organizations lead to adapt at the intersection of learning and leadership. Remember, they must compete at the speed of the adaptability and adapt at the speed of learning. You can only adapt at the rate at which you learn that was once held to be true no longer is. But knowledge without application is worthless. It's all about value as yesterday's news, which speaks to the importance of a leader's willingness to enter the unknown and pave new pathways. To sustain competitive advantage is to constantly adapt to change. We all need to adapt and change. We are living in unprecedented times. And so who better to talk to us about how we on a personal level can learn to grow or use this as in your business to stay competitive than my guest today, which is CIO of Adufluent, Nikki Jarvis. So let me formally introduce you to Nikki. So Nikki unites questions and disruption to propel change within organizations. For the last decade, she has coached people and organizations to use purpose as their superpower to propel growth and change. So after traveling to over 60 countries studying educational systems and innovation for her master's in comparative international education policy, she turned to the technology sector to accelerate change initiatives. So after seeing too many people working their life away in pursuit of the weekend, that is so true, she started Adjuant Fluent 
to bring individual and organizational purpose back at the forefront to drive change, creativity, and innovation with organization. So since change impacts everyone, so we are listening today, this is again a personal or business level, it affects everyone. So she has worked with Fortune 500 companies across sectors and is the author of the recently published ebook, Dress Your Vision, Dressing Your Way Through Emote, Remote Work. So welcome, Nikki. Thank you. Good yeah. morning, Glenn. Good morning. Oh, I am so excited. It's Friday. We have you on. You have such great energy. You are going to teach us all something. I guarantee everyone who is listening is going to learn so much from you. I get excited about that. So um, I know you have a tool for us, and we're going to get to that. But I want you to talk a little bit about your story because, um, geez, you've done, you've accomplished so much at your young age. But I think it's important for people to know and how it's relevant to why you are doing what you uh, do today and why you're here. Absolutely. Thanks, Gwen. Yeah. And I'm just as excited to be here to, to discuss change and how we can all do so on a, a personal and business level. Uh, a little bit on my story I think I, I started out on the, on the path that we learn about when we're young. You, you go to school, you figure out what you're supposed to do, and that defines what your college degree is. And then you step out of school and try to find a job that is relevant to that degree. And you kind of follow that path. And somewhere along the way, I got disenfranchised with that path. It, it wasn't working for me. I didn't want to just go through this cookie cutter lifestyle, mostly because I was interacting with people who didn't really like what they were doing. They weren't happy with their lives. They weren't happy with their jobs. And that really sat poorly with me because you do all the school, you have all of these ideas and these goals when you're younger. And to have all of that kind of fall away when you step into adulthood is not, not the dream that we were told or, or, or considered when we were younger. And so that my path really started as I was traveling around the world to those 60 plus countries, really having those deep conversations with what is your purpose? Why are you doing what you do? And why do you believe what you believe? And how are you putting that into action? And from there, recognizing that the tech sector is underlying, underlining every single industry. Uh, there's whether it's the back end of your business is running on technology or the front end, you actually are a tech business. Uh, it really is integrating in every single component and aspect in our life. And so I wanted to get into the tech sector to, to utilize these tools in order to create change. And that's where we find ourselves today. We work with all kinds of companies, really looking at the people side. Uh, like you said at the beginning, it's the people that make up these businesses. That's where the desire and the motivation come from in order to actually execute the businesses or the personal missions that we're, we're trying to do every single day. Right. And that's so important is, is, is purpose. I mean, people may not find their purpose for a long time, but when you're passionate about something and it shines through, people can tell, and obviously you do a better job and you tend to move up the ladder. 
But you, as you said, there's so many people you find out that are just so unhappy with what they do every day. And it's so sad because, you know, it like you said, stop going through the motions. You know, the alarm wakes up, they get up, they get ready, they go to work. They're not really feeling anything. And, the, and it's really sad to spend so much time doing something that you're not enjoying. And I know you work with organizations where you can actually help change their mindset and get them passionate about what they initially, you know, started uh, in their mission in the first place. So absolutely. And, and we forget, right. It's, it's really easy to fall into the habits of mediocrity, right. To wake up, press that alarm clock, go out the door, get to work, come back. And sometimes in between you're sprinkling some fun around there. Um, but that's, that's not what brings joy to us. Right. And it's, at work every, every year we're asked to set goals for our, our job. But very rarely do we actually look at ourselves and set those personal goals as they relate to what we do at work and kind of bridge that gap. It's almost like we've got the personal self and the business self and somewhere everything that was lost in the middle to actually connect those those two parts of ourself. Right. Yeah, what I have found through life, whether it's personal or business, I'm, I'm, I've always, uh, on both, personal business level, every, you know, January or before that, you know, take a look back at the last year and what do I want to improve on and what are my goals? And I find it very fascinating. So, you know, it's January. I see people out and about and it's like, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? And most people, after they get a certain age, They've given up on their resolutions. They're like, oh, I don't make them anymore. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, because I never end up meeting them. And I just think that's so sad that people don't have that goal, whether it's personal or in business, to reach. Because I think that's what helps with ignite the passion, to know that you're working towards something. Absolutely. And that passion and that reason why is what brings momentum to our every single day, right? That that it's your day is bigger than yourself. It's bigger than the people around you. It's, it's something that impacts your community and that community is different sizes for everyone. But ultimately that reason why that purpose is what ignites that momentum to, to go make it happen. Right. And you can see it in people who have that. There's definitely a difference. So absolutely. Absolutely. So today we're talking about crazy times, uh, unprecedented. No one has ever experienced this with the COVID-19. It's affecting everyone on a personal and business level in so many ways. Um, so many people are stuck. They're stressed, anxiety. Uh, I mean, it's crazy. It's all over the board. So you're going to talk to us today about how with this current pandemic, I should say, um, you've got a resource something that you have in your back pocket that I'm sure you use with your clients, um, with your businesses when you help them to adapt and change. Um, so, and why is that important? Absolutely. I'll, I'll start with a story for this one. You know, okay. as, as COVID hit and all of a sudden I, I was getting a lot of calls from executives because all of a sudden Things are, are pretty crazy at work, right? You're you're all you're off the, the chartered path. But a lot of these leaders who were contacting me weren't asking about what to do within their business. It was more of a, a personal 
chaos that was happening and erupting within them. And uh, one leader, one executive in particular, he he sat down, we sat down um, via Zoom, of course, <laughs> and and talked about, he's like, you know, I I have everything that I had dreamed of. I have a title. He's a, a senior executive. He has the, the monetary that value, that goal that he reached. He has enough money to last him. He lives in a great place. He's married to a, a really solid partner. And yet he's unhappy. And he's like, I don't, I don't understand why I'm not happy right now. And I was like, wow, to this individual, I was like, wow, you know, what, where did this come from? And he said, I, I just had time to actually think about it. And I think that's what the a silver lining of, of this COVID and this unprecedented time. Sure, yes, a lot of chaos. But amongst that chaos, we, we found some quiet time. We found some moments where maybe you're kind of faced with yourself. Uh, instead of the, the work, 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 meeting to meeting, person to person, at home and working remotely, you you have that five minutes in between meetings where you you're pausing the email for a second and you kind of look in the mirror, right. And, and look at yourself and, and settle with it, which is something that a lot of my clients and a lot of people I'm talking with right now haven't done for a long time. Is that something that you felt at all, Gwen, over the last couple, couple months here? Well, I can relate so much um, because prior to my diagnosis, um, you know, a lot of people thought I had the perfect life. Um, I was, I was, you know, married to who I wanted. I had my four kids. I was doing what I loved, helping women as an image consultant. I did volunteer work. I was healthy, but something was missing. And then and this was before my diagnosis. So I can relate to this executive that you were working with. Now, um, I think just because of where I'm at and I have a purpose, you know, with this show and helping others with empowered health, I don't feel stuck. And so I think I've already worked my way through that. I think it's just working with, you know, COVID-19 and all this new stuff that we're not used to. But I can definitely relate to his story. I think there's more, definitely more people who feel that way than don't. Absolutely. And your story is, is such a strong one with that there, there is hope, right? That um, even though on the outside, it may look like the, the perfect configuration, it's, it's uh, as long as everything is in alignment, right? It is, is from the outside, but uh, it really comes back to on the inside, where, where is the line? Right. A tool that I had to take us through for today, it's called the, the wheel of life. And I individual clients as well as business clients, because ultimately how we show up in our day and how we show up at work, it's, it's us, it's our base that needs to be focused first. Um, and so this wheel of life is a great way to get a snapshot of all these different components that make us who we are and impact us every single day to get a snapshot of what do those actually look like and how happy are we with these different categories within our life. Now, the, the wheel of life is, is 
just as it does it's a circle you if for those listening right now in order to go through the exercise you take a sheet of paper draw a circle and split it up into a pie and there's eight different categories that you'll split it up that we take a look at and those eight categories are career finance personal growth health family relationships social life, and attitude. Now, you might see those categories, hear those categories, and think, oh, some of them are related to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes, uh, that's definitely reflected in this here. Uh, but it's kind of one step further, too, of what are the immediate impacts or components that are impacting us every single day? Now, the way that we go through this is, you, you take a category, say it's career, and you start describing it. So we ask ourselves questions like, what is your role? What is your career? Uh, what is your job? What industry are you in? Uh, who do you work with? What is your title? Questions like that. And really start to kind of paint the picture for, for what that category is. And then from there, what we do is we ask the question, on a scale of zero to 10, how content or fulfilled are you with this area in your life? And you go through that with each of these different categories and you kind of start to see from a, a macro level, where, where are you at? Where is your satisfaction? And the real empowerment in this tool comes from those questions of, okay, Say in career, you gave yourself a, a five out of 10. The powerful question is, how do you get this from a five to a 10? How, what does a score of 10 look like for you? What would make that score of 10? And as you look at this wheel, as you, you go through and have defined those and, and assigned numbers to them, we look at things that surprised you. Are you surprised at a certain area? in your life? And uh, what does change, what kind of changes do you want to make in that, though, that specific area as well? And this wheel of life, it's, it, it's, it's such a simple tool, but uncovers such depth because back to what we were naming before, so often we, we go through those motions. We don't think about what actually is happening and, and how we can more specifically bring change to that area in our life as well. Right. So let me ask you this. No, this, it's very powerful. It's one of those things. Okay. It seems so simple, but it's not easy. And so everybody listening can have that piece of paper and can make those eight little divisions and, and mark every category, but then sitting down and actually doing the work is not easy. And you're going to find, of course, people who aren't going to do it. And unless they have someone like yourself, uh, I would assume that a lot of people aren't going to do it. It's just, it is hard to work through that. And then there are a lot of people, well, okay, once they maybe come to that realization, it's like, well, then what do I do? <laughs> how do I get from that five to the 10? Or how do I go to six, seven and keep that momentum to a 10? So that's a great point. Absolutely. That's a, that's a very good point. And you're right. This exercise is better done with, uh, with myself or a coach uh, and a consultant who 
who can ask those hard questions because so often there's a reason why we don't ask ourselves those questions every day, right? It takes that outside perspective and also carving that space. We can get very busy with filling our life with things and it's really easy to put this on the back burner to take, take that time to, to look at yourself. Right. Oh, I'm so glad I had you on today because I think those listening, and it's wonderful because this ends up being a podcast afterwards, but this can really be so helpful for so many people, for everybody listening. So I hope everybody takes advantage of that. Um, let me just take a short little break here. And what I want you to do when we come back is to tell everybody a little bit about your story of your life coaching and you know how you found this amazing tool. Um, because I think it's a great story and people need to hear it. So in the meantime, what I want to do is just talk about what we are doing here at The Rich Solution to help everybody during this pandemic. We want to help people reduce your stress. We want to help build your immune system. And so on the show, we talk about all these things that you can do to improve your health. And someone like Nikki today is going to help uh, with your, your personal level, uh, which is certainly very important, your confidence, uh, your passion in your life, because your passion can certainly, uh, when you're passionate about something and you have that purpose, guess what? But you tend to be happier and you tend to be healthier and you tend to live longer. So it's very, very important. So at The Rich Solution, go to therichsolution.com. So if you know anything about me, I believe in supplements. They are not optional. I believe everybody has some type of a nutritional deficiency. So we put the kits together. And the reason we did this is when we first started the business, we heard from so many of you there that you didn't know where to start. So it's great because we have the core kit, which is a great starter. We have cognitive health if you're having issues with your, your cognition. We have um, uh, digestive health and joint health because all of us, we don't fit into a one-size-fits-all. So we covered all your needs. So the great thing about this promotion is you don't need a promo code. You just purchase one of our kits. Guess what? We're going to throw in the Rich Adapt, which is an adaptogen. It's all natural, very healthy for you, and it's helped to, uh, it will help you with your stress. That's a $60 value. So I'm sorry to announce, I know over the last couple of months we've had a few issues that every now and then our cart goes down. I know as of before the show started, it is it is good to go. So uh, check out this promotion. Again, no code. Just go to richsolution.com. You can click on supplements, the rich solution. Purchase one of our, our kits, and we're going to throw in the rich adapt for you, and that's a $60 value. You could also take advantage just of our single supplements. If you use a Spoonie code, you get 10% off of those uh, supplements as well. So check it out at therichsolution.com. Okay, for those of you listening, we have a, a wonderful guest here today, Nikki Jarvis. She's CIO of EduFluent, and she is helping us all today to stop getting stuck. We need to adapt. This world is so, so crazy and changing with COVID-19 because so many of us really are just going through the motions. So I want her to tell us a little bit about how she got involved with um, life coaching because this is a skill that is invaluable to her and how she helps her clients. Absolutely. Uh, my story with life coaching was uh, back about just just under 10 years ago, I had wanted to move to New Zealand. Who doesn't, right? right. Beautiful country. <laughs> All those movies that were filmed there, Lord of the Rings, and we just saw these beautiful landscapes. And I, I wanted to go live there. 
And so I reached out to all of the companies I could in order to barter essentially my services uh, in marketing consulting and uh, in exchange to, to work for organization. And I ended up landing with a life coaching company. And at this time, it wasn't as popular in the, the United States as it was over in, down in New Zealand in Australia. And so I hadn't really even heard of what life coaching was. And that's where my journey started. Of I was doing marketing and consulting for this company and in exchange to, to learn how to be a life coach. And more specifically, I settled on a life purpose and career coach. Because again, recognizing that uh, we all, all of our actions that we, we go through are underlined with purpose. And so it's really important to define what that purpose is in order to be able to fit that into our career and, and make sure that our career and what we do, what we put in 40, 50, 60 hours a week, it feels purposeful and, and feels good. Right. And that's so important. And I, I want to, you know, uh, really stress the importance of a life coach. If, you know, maybe you're not familiar with them. It is a, a growing industry and that's because life coaches really work. So many of us need someone to help hold us accountable, hold our hand, but help us to come to that realization that we do need to change and what are those changes. And so for you to have that in your business and help the executives is, is huge. And uh, definitely that you're able to help us on a personal level today. So you've got this great tool, the wheel of life. Uh, many of you may have never have heard it before. I know I hadn't. Um, so you've talked about what it is, very valuable. So, okay, we're talking on a personal level. So uh, what do you think is the best area if someone's looking at this pie with the eight areas, where, where do they start? Usually we start with the area that's the lowest because that's what's throwing everything out of balance. So from a personal level, you start with what's low. You, you ask those questions of, okay, how do, we, how do we improve that number? What's missing? What does a 10 look like? And then we start to set tangible goals and habits in order to, to rectify that number to, to move it up again. And specifically, when we're working with businesses, right? So we're, we're start with the personal level, but, but then we need to move into, okay, how does that person fit in? to the business? How does that impact? And so we can do a similar wheel for the business side of ourselves, or if we own and run a business or we're a leader of the business, we can also use this wheel where we're looking at categories that are relevant to the business. So things like marketing, branding, innovation, leadership, digital categories like that, where we're, we're also asking the same question of where is it currently? You know, if we're looking at innovation, are you finding ways to better serve your customers and your clients through your products and services? What does that look like? How do you innovate? Where would you rank that on a scale of, of zero to 10? And by doing it both for a personal level, doing the wheel of life, as well as for how you fit in with the business, we can see the parallels happening because usually when something's low in our, our personal life, it's most likely impacting something from the business side. So for example, if you were low 
from a, a relationship standpoint. So whether that's family, uh, a romantic relationship, if that was a low number, sometimes that impacts our emotional state where we're not feeling supported and therefore we're not supporting ourselves and we don't have someone to support us. Well, that's really going to make an impact when you're going into work and you're trying to, to lead an innovation uh, project. If you're not feeling supported and, and confident, then you're not going to have that fierce confidence that you need in order to push that innovation measure, to push that idea out there and really show up and, and do good work. So that's why we bring both of these wheels of life here because we're not, we're not operating in a bubble, right? Our personal life, it, it does impact our business and we have to understand how can we best complement both of those pieces of ourselves in order to stop going through those motions and really make some exciting changes and discoveries and um, idea making within our business. Right. Wow. So let me ask you this. So when you're, and so you always, when you're working with a client, you do both, you do a personal uh, uh, wheel and you do the business, you do both. Yes, because often with uh, businesses we're our main goal before we create change is to understand on an individual level, what is that individual motivation and desire for change? Because change isn't going to happen if we don't buy in, if we don't want it, if there's not something in it for us, that change doesn't occur. Right. So that's why we're, we're doing this wheel on the individual level, because if we don't, if that individual can't, doesn't know what that purpose is or hasn't defined it yet, then we can't connect that to the, the bigger purpose or mission of the business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me ask you this. <laughs> do you ever have people who are very resistant and they don't want to do the personal wheel? Oh, absolutely. All the time, Gwen. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I could just see it where, like, I, they'd be like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> because it's uncomfortable and it's, it's different. We at work, we don't talk about these things. No. It, it's not part of the workplace. We're, we're taught from a very young age to, to leave your personal stuff at the door. And to a certain extent, yes, you, you can't show up to work, you know, a hot mess every single day if something's <laughs> not going right in your work, in your personal life. But the fact is we have to, we can't be our best self at work if if everything's not whole and, and working well in our personal life. And so when we do get resistance to doing the, the personal wheel, we end up taking an approach of, okay, you know, this is this is for you and this is uncomfortable. So we ask that you lean into the discomfort. And we usually just start with higher our overarching questions like are you are you happy today are you what are you excited about in this area of your life and as that individual answers these questions they start to get a little bit more comfortable because in the end we all love talking about ourselves so this is truly space to to focus on you and talk about yourself. And while that is uncomfortable because we don't do it often, in the end, there's just so much return and value of, of looking at ourselves in, in different ways. So we've never had a time where someone just, you know, completely left the room <laughs> in order to just stop the discussion. Uh, we, we 
we usually get over that hurdle of the discomfort uh, by by easing into it instead. Yeah. And so do you usually do this more like at happy hour <laughs> when you can have a drink? I'm just kidding, but <laughs> sure it'd be a lot easier for people because I don't know. I, I if my husband's listening. He hates stuff like this. And uh, I, I don't care. This is TMI. But, you know, over the years, we've we've done therapy, whether it's the family or my husband and I. And it's so funny because I get really excited, just like today, because I know I'm going to learn something. And I know when we're done with the session that I may have not gotten and taken care of whatever the issue is, but I'm that much closer, right? I'm moving in a direction to get to a better place. And he absolutely hates it. He resists it. He gets in a bad mood and he's just, we get out of this session and he's such in a bad mood. And so we just look at it from very different ways. Um, And so, but this, it's just, gosh, you know, I wish I have known about the wheel of life at your age. Um, and this really should be a part of everyone's life because um, so much with your title about just going through the motions, we do get stuck and it's we don't take the time to think about the things uh, and why we're even doing what we're doing. Um, so let me ask you this. So and I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that, but, you know, guys don't tend to talk about stuff. And I, and I know this because of my husband and my boys. I have three boys. So do you find that they they are probably have never really taken the time to work on some of these things? Are they different than women? Yeah, I think there's a lot of roots from that question in the sense of from the beginning, men and and women, girls and boys are taught to think about themselves and, and how they show up in this world differently, right? It goes back to girls being given dolls and talking about the emotions of dolls and, and boys being given, you know, um, play toys to, to go play army or, or go, um, you know, have more of the, the masculine player play time. And so even from that young age, we're thinking about ourselves and our emotions differently. And, What's most interesting and and who I really enjoy working with are men in the financial services industry, because that's an industry that that really doesn't talk about emotions very often, even though um, emotions do often run how we spend our money and and how we look at at money. Um, In that world, it's it's really driven in algorithms and, and different equations to to maximize return. And so when working with men specifically, because they aren't used to talking about this or, or like your partner who, who just, he, he didn't, he didn't want to show up in that way. Uh, it's really where we start is what's your goal. Like what's your objective here? You, you know, that we're going to have this conversation. Uh, what's, what's a problem that you have. So in speaking in terms and, and, and words of problem and solution. It's that gray, that black and white speaking. Oftentimes we can come to an agreement of what's a goal that they have for the session of, of talking about this wheel of life or the business wheel. And from there, we're able to do a lot more. Uh, yes, we reach that goal and we end the session with, did you accomplish your goal? But 95 percent of the time we get to a place where they have uncovered this this idea 
or this pro this other emotional problem or this other piece of their life problem that they just hadn't looked at because they weren't trained to look at it. They're, they're essentially trained to ignore it as they focus on um, other things that are, are less emotional or less having to tackle what's, what's intrinsically going on. Right. Uh, that's a very good point. Very interesting. All right. So let's do this. We need to just take a minute here. I'll, I'll let you uh, get something to drink as we talk about a new affiliate here on Mojo Five O, and that would be Patriot Energy. So we have the URL. So it's PatriotEnergyAZ.org forward slash Mojo Five O. So at Patriot Energy, what their primary mission is, uh, to empower the public with solar knowledge. So this is a new company, and they are going to talk about some of the myths with solar. Um, and one of them is that you have options outside the standard electric providers. Their program requires zero down, and you should... Um, and so should all of the others out there, but they're not. So they are zero down. Solar done the right way means that you are saving 30 to 40% on your electric costs. That's a lot. And the federal and state governments have incentivized solar energy products by offering tax credits, which at this time is very important as well. And ownership programs are the way to go for solar. So who prefers to lease anything anyways, right? So they dismiss some of these myths about solar energy. Check them on. This is uh, Patriot Energy AZ. PatriotEnergyAZ.org forward slash Mojo 50. They are a new sponsor here on Mojo 50. Okay, so we are here with Nikki Jarvis, and she is CIO of Edufluent. Um, way ahead in her years, uh, at a young age, doing so well with her business and helping uh, executives and people run their company with the way the world is today and learning to adapt, learning to use purpose as the way to um, move forward um, and get that energy and, and keep moving forward. And we're talking about the energy wheel, which is a tool that she uses not only for business, but personal level. And so just talking a little bit about how that works, how to use it and how to change. And this is probably the biggest one, which we could spend hours on. Um, but why don't you talk to us a little bit about that, how to change aspect? Absolutely. So part of that is, you know, we, we've gone through the motions. We go through the motions often. We use this wheel of life in order to recognize, okay, what are those motions that I'm going through and what do I like about those motions and what am I dissatisfied with? And we're using those numbers zero to 10 to understand how satisfied or dissatisfied are you with a specific area of your life or, or that motion. So once you identify, okay, I want to change this, how do you actually change? And there's ultimately when it comes to change, we don't like it, right? <laughs> we're humans. We, we just, we love our patterns. We love our habits and it's really hard to change. So how do we actually do it? We ultimately need to make it as easy as possible for ourselves in order to change. If it's not an easy leap uh, that or an easy movement from what we're originally doing, uh, we ultimately will we'll maybe do it for a couple of days a week, but we'll very quickly fall back into that dissatisfied habit 
that we we set off to to go change. So the first part of how we need to move into that change is to create a cue for for what we're actually trying to change. So let's ground this in example. Uh, say I'm I've done my analysis and my component that I want to change is how productive I am in the morning. You know, they all say, everyone says there's a lot of research that tells us those early hours of our day are the most productive or when we've got all of our, our brain patterns in place to, to come up with some brilliant ideas and to execute some amazing work. And what if um, I would need to change getting up earlier in order to, to take advantage of, of that, that power hour, those power hours in the morning? So if the habit I want to change is instead of getting up at 7 a.m., I want to change that by getting up at 5.30. The first thing that I need to do in order to make that change actually happen is to set a cue. What's a cue to trigger my brain to actually initiate that new behavior? So this could be a very easy one, but the cue is an alarm clock, right? So that alarm clock is going to cue my my body to wake up at an hour and a half earlier than than 7 a.m. Now, <laughs> we all know that a alarm clock can go off, but <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a lot of things that can happen after that alarm clock, isn't there? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, primarily, there's the snooze button that many of us fall culprit to. And so beyond that cue of that alarm clock, I need something where I, I need desire to actually not hit that snooze button to, to but actually move forward on the cue of why I set that alarm clock off. So that could look that desire goes back to your purpose and that goes back to why are you doing what you're doing? Why do I want to wake up an hour and a half earlier? And that's a that's a bigger question for me. That's going to go back into what what do I actually want to get done? Why do I want to get it done? What difference is it going to make? And, and that desire is really important to lean into because it needs to be strong enough in order to actually have that cue work. And we, there's, we can spend a, a whole other hour, two hours, three hours on how to, to work through that desire. And maybe we'll talk about that another time. But after you've got that desire, then the fourth, the third step there is the actual habit. So the actual change that you're making. So I was cued by the alarm clock. My de my desire was strong enough to help me overcome pressing snooze or just turning the, the, the alarm off and going back to sleep again. The desire was big enough to, to then get up, which is the change that I want to make, get up, get ready and, and start working for the day. And from there, it's not just that it doesn't stop with the change. After that, we need to reward our behavior. Uh, again, like I said at the beginning, we need to make this habit as easy as possible. And as humans, we don't like discomfort. We don't like to be unhappy. We, we like the easy path. And that's why we lean into habits and, and lack of change. And so therefore, my last step here is I need to reward the behavior. Now, this reward isn't a piece of candy or, or something like that. The reward itself needs to be something that, that I've defined as a reward or something that helps me feel uh, that this, 
this whole change was, was worth changing. So for example, it's when I sit down to actually work when maybe I'm still a little groggy from waking up early, I feel rewarded in the work that I did, that what I'm doing feels good. And because if you're waking up earlier and your whole goal is to, to change, to, to, to build on that desire, if I'm not happy with the work that I'm doing, well, I certainly am not going to keep that chain actually happening. So those are the four steps. It's it's that first initial cue, that, that initial, okay, what's going to trigger this change? It's the desire behind the change, the actual change, so that habit that you're building, and then rewarding that change so that it can not just be a one-time thing, but but be perpetual and actually built into your lifestyle. Right. Wow. Okay, so I'm understanding this. So, and you talk about the reward. So does that really work? Is that enough? Or what could be another example of a reward? Because I automatically went to not necessarily uh, monetary or food or, you know, candy or something like that. I mean, it could be spending time with loved ones, you know, on your time off because, hey, now you've You've got this new habit. You're more productive at work. What's another example of reward? Because I, me listening to you, I feel like is that really enough to motivate people? Yeah, that's a that's a great uh, component. So your reward needs to correlate with your desire. So it based on how you've defined your desire, the reward needs to to, to speak to that. So, for example. Um, if your, your desire was to become, say you got, you wanted to get up earlier to, to do some work in order to become featured in, in Forbes one day. Okay. And that's what your, your desire is. Well, your reward isn't, isn't going to come very quickly, right? You're not going to all of a sudden, you're not going to that day, wake up and, and be featured on Forbes. But you you scale that back into to micro steps. So that reward is um, maybe a, a acknowledgement on social media by others. That reward is something else that's correlated with your desire. So so that goes back to when you're thinking about that desire um, and thinking about that reward that you're thus going to get after you complete that change, it really needs to be universally connected to the desire. So for me, my work and, and having it be, my work is fulfilling that I've, I've woken up. It's, it's connected to this, this bigger purpose of helping others find their why. And therefore, how do you execute a how in relation to that? Why that's big enough for me, but for, for listeners, it, it really goes back to, What's your true desire there? And making sure the reward is directly related to, to because that change won't happen perpetually. And it can't be too big of a reward, right? It, or too um, associated with the larger outcome. It, it has to be kind of broken up so that every single day you feel like you're getting the reward. Right. And that was going to be my next question, because if you do put the reward so big and it's so far out there, people are just going to get discouraged and fall off the side uh, and, and, and not uh, follow through with any of this. Exactly. Absolutely. And, and we see that a lot of times with work, right? You, you start a big project, 
that's company wide and you've got your, your goals for every single day, but you have to make a change around how you're actually doing your work or, or what you're doing for your work. Well, you're not going to see the reward of the project being done that day. So you, you really need to, to break it up in order to say, okay, here's, here's what I did today and here's how I'm being rewarded for it. Uh, and here's how I need to be rewarded for it. So it's really important to define the reward even before the change occurs so that you can ensure that change actually happens. Right. Okay. Very nice. Well, you've given us a great tool to work with in the steps. So I hope everybody um, on a personal level can and can start to work on that. Um, let me just take one break here. Um, and then what I want you to do for the remaining time, which will be about three minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, is just to talk about what you think is important for the remainder of the show about stop going through motions and what's going to help people get through this COVID-19. So um, at the beginning of the show, I always talk about our sponsor, which is No Oodle. So the CEO of No Oodle is Terry Rogers. She's been on the show a number of times. And so she is the formulator of No Oodle. She's also come up with Faux Soup. That was in June 1st. She's on Home Shopping Networks. You can find her No Oodle products uh, in pretty much all the stores. She's, like I said, on uh, Home Shopping Network. She's on Amazon. But if you use that code, that hashtag Spoonie, all caps, you get 10% off, which you can't get at Amazon. And you really should look at her product. Everybody who tries it absolutely loves it because it is a healthful alternative to some other pasta or carbohydrate that you are already eating. Here at The Rich Solution, we talk about empowered health, and that's about making better lifestyle choices. And this fits in so well with what Nikki is talking about on a personal level. So if you want to make some personal lifestyle choices, and you know food is one of them, you could use your goal as making a healthy alternative and swap that out today and use No Oodle. This product is 97% water, 3% plant. That 3% plant is very nutritious, comes from the kanja plant. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, fat-free, soy-free. And if you're on Weight Watchers, it's only one so it's a really satisfying, wholesome ingredient, again, that you could swap out from something else you're eating and make that choice to make a better lifestyle choice today. So no better uh, to hone in on that point than our um, guest here today, Nikki Jarvis, who's the CIO of EduFluent. And she's talking about her tool, the Wheel of Life, that it can work on a personal and a business level and how it's so apropos from just the world we live in and then our current time in the pandemic with the, the COVID-19. So we've got, uh, I would say, about three minutes here that I want you to Finish off what you think is important for the listeners, and then, of course, let people know how to find you. Absolutely. And thank you, Gwen. You know what? Going through the motions, we, we've got COVID here. We found us changing every single day. The environment around us is changing. Um, change has never been more prevalent for us. And it's it's really easy to go through the motions because, because all these changes are hitting us. But that is doing a disservice to yourself and to your business or where you're working every single day. So it's really important that we use this wheel of life. Take inventory. Where are you at? Going through the motions isn't a, a, a solution anymore. It's time to recognize what's, where are you at, what needs to change, 
and, and then actually execute that change, figure out your cue, your desire, build the change, and then reward yourself to make it happen. Now, uh, ways to do that are to, to execute on this, um, this wheel of life. You can definitely reach out to me. Uh, we're, we're hosting change coaching right now for uh, professionals. So HR professionals, executives, um, pretty much every industry that can fit in within these change coaching circles. They're, they're free. You can drop in and talk about something that you want to change. And then we help you actually change, um, hear what other people are struggling with to make changes as well. So you could definitely get a hold of me, uh, at edufluent.com. It's E-D-U-F-L-U-E-N-T.com or via LinkedIn, Nikki Jarvis, in order to get more information on those change coaching circles, as well as how to actually conduct this wheel of life as well, because there's nothing worse than going through the motions. You're doing a disservice to yourself. You've got to change that now in order to bring that happiness and bring that that fire and life back to to your life uh, every single day. Oh, very well said. Another great segment. And for those of you who are hearing Nikki Jarvis for the first time, don't worry. She's going to be uh, next month. She's going to be a monthly contributor. Thank you so much, Nikki. I am so glad uh, you told us about the Wheel of Life. Remember, everybody. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.